everyone and welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast, the only podcast that has been ticked off by the AFL and that will take no further action. <laughs> no um, investigation needed? No investigation needed. My name's Alistair, joined always by Jack. Let's jump into it. How's it going? By week two, out of the way, one to go. I well, never want another one. They it suck. It wasn't so bad this week. This it week was... with better games at least, I yeah. feel like, and definitely better for defenders. Mm. Um, but I still don't like bye weeks. They feel kind of empty, especially when it starts on a Thursday. We have one game, one game, two, two games, games, one, one game, game, one game. Yeah, I get that. Long weekend. Um, but pff, footy's footy. I was glad to have footy every day, and I'm glad to have footy tomorrow because I know as soon as I finish work, I can crawl over to the couch and put move on the, the game. Move to the Big Bash schedule and just play a game every day. Mm, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> I need a couple of days break. I need to better watch them too. That's if, the problem. If, if there were no breaks, how would I watch AFL 360? I need my daily dose of Robbo. <laughs> I need Robbo slurring his words on live television. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, you did the intro. I start the votes. That works. One vote, uh, Young. Uh, Same. We talked about this one. He was really good. We, I did. It was the spoils and the intercepts. I, I lost saying. my notes. Bear with um, me. <laughs> had 18 disposals at 100%. 14 of those 18 disposals were intercepts. Oh, no, I lied. Young isn't my one. He oh, was my no. last one that missed out. Oh. Continue. You go then. Amazing. Well, is that just so no one can accuse you of Carlton bias or... Oh, you mean oh, Lewis Young? Young? Well, I'm talking Hayden Young. Oh, well, I'm talking Lewis. You just said Young. Sorry, I did. that's why I was looking at the stats. I was like, yeah, 31 Sorry, disposals, Hayden Young mate. Missed out for me. Let's start again. Your one vote goes to Lewis Young Lewis from Young. the Carlton Football Club. From the Carlton Football Club. <laughs> Sorry, I'll do the one vote. L Young. That doesn't help. Um, what if it's Lockie Young? <laughs> <laughs> We've been here. 18 disposals at 100%. Yeah. 14 of them intercepts. Yeah. Uh, six rebound 50s, 10 on percenters. Really good game. The only reason it dropped a bit down for me is that he did have four contested one-on-ones with Harrison Jones, mm-hmm. lost three of them. Three? Um, lost three out of those four. Yeah, that's fair enough. Pulled him down a bit. Jones did kick two goals. He was good, but yeah. he killed right enough that he had to move up the ground and basically play a high wing. Yeah, well, I think Wright, Wright was ended basically up getting 80% of his disposals in the back half. He was basically unsighted up forward in the second half, yeah. and that was when the game was iced and Carlton weren't really trying anymore, at least after the third day. Yeah, and that was it. Even even those marks ended up getting taken by Jones, which credit to him, he looked exciting again. Yeah, he did he look good. some structure to their team. Um, the game was over by the time he kicked those goals as mm-hmm. well. So that's why he's still getting votes. But yeah, drop, drop down a bit on, on the back of that. But yeah, really great game. That's fair. Well, I'm just going to throw my honourable mention out to Hayden Young. You could have thrown... Also Hayden Young, honourable mention from me. So. Yeah, you could have thrown a dart at any of the back six from Frio so and you probably could have found a vote. Um, so he's my honourable mention. But one vote to Vloston. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't actually know how to say his name. Everyone on the TV says it differently to me. So Vlostone? I feel like they made a they big say, effort to say Vlostone saying, the other night. They're saying it with an F too. They're saying Flostone, and I don't know. But uh, he had 20 disposals. I think he had 10 intercepts and yep. eight, rebound um, 50s. eight rebound 50s. So that was where I was like kind of deciding my votes. I got it there because Hayden Young turned it over a little bit. Um, and Nick Lawson wasn't perfect with his disposal, but I think he was just a bit better. Yep. So that's why I've given him a one vote. Absolutely understandable. My two votes went mm-hmm. to James Sisley. That one I agree on. James uh, Sisley, two votes. He was very good. I had him higher until I thought of my votes again, and then I took him out of the votes until I kind of remembered that game and went, oh, no, he was very, very yeah. good. Yeah, well, you could pretty much pick any uh, Hawthorne game this year and say, he's just, is uh, James Sisley the best player on, their gra- um, on the ground I think he's leading yeah. marks in the AFL now. Um, that makes sense. After this week, uh, he... Well, he had eight intercepts. He had four score involvements. One of them was a direct goal assist. Um, and it was just a great pressure game. He's ta- he had several tackles, a bunch of one-percenters, and he had yeah. five one-on-ones, lost none of them. 
Yeah, so the eight uh, eight percenters. Yeah, the eight one percenters. So the eight percenters yeah. <laughs> uh, is what pushed him up for me. He added some really good contested marks late. Now I know they just go into the stats column, but when you're yeah. watching the game, oh. they were huge. When it, it was keeping them in it at the time, mm-hmm. like Freo ended up getting away. Uh, yeah, we all kind of thought they would, but Hawthorne really hung around, and his stopping them from scoring was a big, big part of that. Yeah. Um, three votes. Yeah, so again. you go. Uh, my three votes went to one Harrison Himmelberg. Yeah. Uh, who was just, uh, <laughs> he's the surprise packet at the moment. Um, yeah, no one saw this coming. As soon as McVeigh came into the team, he just threw him back. I have to wonder if he'd seen him at training and he was just like, this kid's a backman. And Well, didn't he play backman as a junior? I, I don't know. In the early days for GWS before they were desperate for forwards. But just, Himmelberg has been a good forward for them. Like First half of this year, he was in the Coleman, still in the race for the top few. He was kicking, kicking very accurately too. Um, he, 37 disposals at 95%, 11 intercepts, 16 marks. Six of those marks were intercepts, 697 metres gained. Yeah. And 10 rebounds. And yeah. then dabbed a goal just for fun, just to like... Yeah, that was just... Just to knock it home, just to tip him over the line. And then I think he got another six or seven disposals yeah, after that. ridiculous game. <laughs> um, and that's on the back of a really good game against Brisbane and a game that he kept them in really for yep. a lot of it. Uh, and obviously that first game against West Coast, everyone kind of went full back. Um, like, oh, it's just West Coast. Yeah, play. but he's carried the form on. They've kept him down there and persisted with it, and I really like it. Yeah, my three votes uh, is going to Sam Doherty. Um, we can talk about this because that's my four. Yeah, um, and El- uh, I've got Elliot Himmelberg written down, but oh, Harry Himmelberg's four? my four. So just swap those around. So we'll just swap them around. But Doherty, Jesus, he's good. Very, very close to my five votes. Uh, he was so clearly best on ground in that game. I'm making a very conscious effort to not be biased, um, but I think I'm happy with putting two above him. Um he was all over the place. Like he was, he had seven rebound fifties and three inside fifties. Yeah. When eighty eight percent was marking it like crazy. Uh, he only had seven intercepts, but seven hundred meters game. He was everywhere, everywhere that Essendon tried to go. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of down He's just to a pressure machine. Yeah. Um, the attempted smothers and the blocks and stuff. He, it's just a, a complete game. And he it's also gets into the right space. He executes the zone probably better than anyone in the yep. team um, there. So Essendon tried kicking it anywhere and he was around to either put a body block on or mark it. And that's pretty much how that whole game went. So uh, worthy of three for me, four for you. Yeah, four for me. Uh, my five, funnily enough, is your one. Vlosten. Yeah, Vlosten was my five. I thought he was brilliant. Hey, fair enough. Um, that was a rubbish game. Uh, yes. I hated <laughs> watching it. It was not fun. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I loved uh, his performance. He We talked about earlier in the year when he came back, they just look, automatically looked better. Um, he's just playing really good footy. He's been a gun for years, though. We know he is. But uh, uh, David King on AFL 360 tonight said, no one talks about Nick Vlosten, but he's a star. No one talks about him. No one talks okay, about him. Okay, that's news to me. That's right. <laughs> news to us, at least. We talk um, about him every week. <laughs> I I wrote here, I made a note that I think made me laugh at the time, probably, which was, um, while I think the umpires are what cost the game for Port, Vlosten mm. was the next best thing. Yeah. Uh, it was a really good game. He had 10 intercepts and 20 touches. So if you're getting half of them from intercepts, it's a great game. Um, eight rebound 50s, five score involvements. Uh, but it was, it was the spoils and the... Kind of the passages we talk about um, Sam Collins doing when we get him in the votes, where you just stop the player's lead and you fill up that space and you make it impossible for them to play. Mm-hmm. He did that all game for Port's forwards. Um, and they had pretty much their best forward line back again, Port, at the moment. Close to. Um, you've got to be careful 
uh, dogging on the umpires because we'll lose our tick of approval from the AFL. We will. That's the one thing you're not allowed to say. Um, Unless you're Bevo talking about Collins. <laughs> Bevo can say what he wants. He's, he's a loose unit. a moustache. Uh, my five votes goes to my secret favourite. Obviously, Sam Collins is my out-and-out favourite. Yep. Uh, you guys are going to hear me talk about Sam Collins forever. Uh, Brennan Cox, five yep. votes for me. He, I, Those Freo <laughs> defenders were incredible. Yeah. Uh, he was very, very good. I had him in my special mentions. He didn't get a vote, but he's having a great year. Yeah, he didn't get anywhere near as many disposals as the rest of the crew that I've voted for this week, but he had 12 marks and, you know, those three man or defenders were marking everything, but it was the eight one percenters, seven intercepts and five rebound fifties that kind of kept them in it. And then they won. So, you know, that back line is incredible. They're really Um, good. And they've even got Logue on the outers. So playing in the forward line, uh, leading, leading forward. And I don't know when the last time we talked about Alex Pierce was, but he goes all right too. Yeah, it's 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 great when you're Fremantle can have someone like Alex Pierce on the back burner as in your back line. And, and I you've don't... got Cox and Ryan playing such good football mm-hmm. that Pierce doesn't have to be the man down there. I think no. that was a big problem for them in previous years because if he was getting injured, the weight wasn't getting distributed evenly. And this year, you know, he doesn't even have to do that role. Um, we also don't mention him a lot, but I think Walker. Um, swings around for them. Uh, he goes where they need him to, and yep. I think he's got a lot of energy that uh, really suits them. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think one thing I could say about Fremantle is they are a little bit vanilla across the board, um, and he's one that definitely provides that point of difference. Yep. Um, at least well, midfield and backs is a bit vanilla. Like, when you look at their forward line, there's a good, lot of good X factor. Walker was there, yeah. was the rising star this week. Was he? Um, yeah. I didn't yeah, even know that. This week. Well, there you go. Uh, really good game, but he obviously <laughs> plays around the ground, so he does help out back there more than anything. Um, but he, he, along with your players like your Clarks, really provide that run that the intercept gets you. Like when, when those intercepting players like your Ryans and your mm. Coxes are getting that ball, yeah. that's who it goes to yeah. um, and gets the ball out. So, yeah, there you go. You, you hit that one on the head without knowing it. Yeah, it's because I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so, we last bye week coming up. Uh, on paper, does not look like the best of the bye weeks. Well, that was the week just gone. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> it was. I laugh. We've got, obviously, Richmond Carlton does shape up to look like a great game. <sighs> Tough. Um, it really is a culmination of their whole season of bad, Richmond, bad no injury injuries, luck. Carlton, all injuries. Yeah. Richmond have no one on the injury list. They've got Dustin Martin. It's illness. Yeah, he's got the flu. That's it. That's their That's whole it. injury list. Uh, St Kilda Essendon, you'd think St Kilda win that easy. Uh, they should, and if they think. don't, it'll be embarrassing. Is Steele back this week or next? I think it's next week. I don't okay. think, but Hunter Clark should be back this week. Um, He's a good player. Who I mean, they've been missing. I think for his hardness, especially with Steel gone. Mm. Um, and then Port Sydney, which again, Port could challenge being at home, but you'd think Sydney win that comfortably. I don't even know if I want to watch that one. Geelong West honest. Coast. Uh, I don't want to watch that either, and I'm going to the game. Yeah. Uh, followed by Bulldogs GWS, which at least there should be some fun I'm, in it. I'm absolutely going to be love, tuning in for that. I one. love their games, and then Adelaide. Gold Coast on the Gold Coast. Gold again, Coast Gold should Coast win by 60 plus. Right? So there's there's not much this weekend that you go, oh, that's exciting. There's Saturday night and Friday night, and that's about it. Uh, and look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope there are some interesting turns and upsets and it's not Geelong losing to Yeah, West I was going to say, imagine if it's West Coast. Um, you know, and, and look, West Coast do get a lot of their best 22 back finally this week. The We've odds currently are Geelong a dollar six. West Coast nine dollars thirty. Ah, that's been, it's been longer for West Coast punt. this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've got Sheed back, Yo back, McGovern probably back. 
Uh, so like a lot more of their best twenty two is coming in. I still don't think they're good enough. I hate the Nostradamus it or but, predict it or whatever. But every time Yo comes back, he leaves two games later injured. Yeah, or, or not even like halfway through the first game back. Shuey uh, Shuey yeah. is also doing pretty similar at the moment. And yeah, I'm hoping McGovern stays fit because he really does shake. I up think Sheen's big in for them. Um, I saw a stupid stat earlier today that was the only reason I didn't that I learned Sheed hadn't played yet this year. Um, I saw a stat that number five is the only number that's been used. No, number seven, sorry, is the only number that's been used by every club this year. Oh, really? Uh, number five can't be because West Coast retired it after Shepard retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number four is one off because Dom Sheet hasn't played yet this oh, year. Oh, there you go. And so that's going to get fulfilled this week. You well, think. there you go. The useless AFL stats page will be hooting and hollering. Having a great time. <laughs> um, it's, it's elephant in the room. Is oh, God. Melbourne lost again. Yeah. <laughs> They've dropped off top spot. The daylight, we talked about this a lot earlier in the yep. podcast. The daylight prediction was so based on the easy fixture mm-hmm. Melbourne had had. And it wasn't clearly wasn't daylight because now they've started playing good teams. They have a worse record than Gold Coast, Collingwood and Fremantle against top eight sides. Yep. Uh, they're in the pack and the pack is good. It's a good pack this year. Yeah. It's very exciting to watch. And it's going to be interesting because potentially in two to three weeks time, they, they've got Geelong in Geelong, I'm pretty sure, in they've three weeks. They've got Geelong weeks. in Geelong. They've got Brisbane in Melbourne, but then yeah. followed up two weeks later up after Geelong in Geelong, Brisbane at the Gabba. Um, they've got Carlton, I think, is it the MCG? So the that helps that's them, that's right at the end of the year. They've got a fair few games that are very interesting. It, it's it's interesting to see that maybe in three or four weeks' three time they here, might not be in the top four. Three are here around 22, I think, as well. So it's... Uh, it's a long way down for a team that's going through a lot at the moment. Yeah, and they're, they're having some interesting stuff go on. You'll um, see them improve as soon as May slots back in. Absolutely. Max Gorn's a huge out. Oh, of course. Um, and obviously that, that should only be three or four weeks. Obviously they've got the bye this week, which helps give them an extra week. But even if they can't fire on all cylinders in the midfield... May adds such definition for the yeah, back line. Especially um, when he allows Lever to float. And they're going to need May back for the games we just spoke about, Sean mm-hmm. Carlton. Mm-hmm. If they're playing forward lines like that without May, they would be in big trouble. Yeah, I um, don't think Petty and Lever can take either of those two. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it's look, it's good to see that conversation gone, I think, because um, mm. it gives more acknowledgement to the great seasons that Brisbane and Fremantle are having yep. and the excitement that is there in that next four bracket with yep. Geelong, Sydney, St Kilda um, and Carlton. Sorry. Even Collingwood to an extent. Even Collingwood, who have a great record against good teams this year. They just fell short against Geelong. Mm. They scraped across the line against Carlton, have now beaten Melbourne, put up a really good fight against Brisbane and beat St Kilda, um, but lost to West Coast. It's it's such a weird anomaly on the stat sheet. But I mean, that's just footy, isn't it? Is that of all the teams to lose to West Coast, it's the one that's challenging. Mm. And if they hadn't lost that game, they'd be in that pack, not just behind it. Yeah. Um, which is disappointing for them. But it does... It does begin to become crucial for Richmond and the Bulldogs to win. Yes, absolutely. The Bulldogs need, have a very, very hard run home. They need to win constantly. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's why it starts off an interesting run of weeks this Thursday, which is tomorrow. Oh, God, which time tomorrow. flies. Yep. Well, today, <laughs> when everyone's hearing this. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting. I, I, I think Richmond will get it done tomorrow, just simply from the fact that... Weight of numbers. If you look at the back line from round one, it is completely different to the back, back line being played yep. in round 14 now for Carlton. Um, and you ch- you swap Weedering for Young, you swap McGovern for Durden, who has been at the club for 12 days, and you swap Plowman and... Uh, and then losing Marchbank after one game as well. Oh, it breaks my heart, but... 
gut him. We'll see. It'll be a miracle if they could pull it off. Um, but yeah, the midfield of Carlton is still stronger than that Richmond midfield. Yeah. Martin's out. They've got Prestia, which they didn't have for most of that round one clash, but my, it'll be interesting. My pick uh, for game of the round. Oh, game of the round. We're only 16 minutes into the We're podcast. only 16 minutes in. I don't think there's a definite time we have to do it. We don't have a run sheet because we're not professional at all. Uh, my pick is the bulldogs Jitterburst game. I think by rights, you'd think it should be the Carlton-Richmond game, but I just think those bulldogs Jitterburst games, especially in the last five or six years, since that first prelim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the year everyone thought GWS were going to make the grand final. <clears throat> we're going to play Sydney. It was going to be a, oh, the AFL would have been just, oh, jizz in their pants. I, I was going to say creamy. I, I was going to say creamy. Yeah. They would have been frothing at that idea of GWS playing Sydney in the grand final. Right, That would have been massive for them. And then the Bulldogs win not, a classic. Not for the crowd. <laughs> no, well, people go to the grand final, I think, regardless. Yeah, it wouldn't have hit 90. But yeah, the Bulldogs win in an absolute classic. And since then, those games have been great. Really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's usually a bit of passion in it, but we'll see how the Bulldogs pull out this week yeah, because they might not want to show that due to what happened a couple of weeks ago with Bailey Smith. That is true. Um, I also, think you can have a scuffle without headbutting someone. I have not seen a headline yet calling Bailey Sniff. Bailey Sniff? It's such a missed opportunity. <laughs> Why hasn't someone called oh. him Bailey Sniff yet? <laughs> it's, just, it's right there. Call the podcast Bailey Sniff. <laughs> Bailey Sniff. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, they love a terrible headline. It's, it's there. It's there. Or well, maybe it's too mean to a player. Do it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to St. Kilda Essendon then. If you're picking that one, I'm going to St. Kilda Essendon. It has, it has the makings of it. I know it's hard to say Essendon played better. Um, they didn't lose by as much as they normally do, but a couple of teams like Melbourne and I think Brisbane have kind of just cruised against them. They've only won by 20 or so points. But in saying that, if Essendon can actually get their connection going forward right, with Wright and Jones up there, it'll make a huge difference. And Shield seems to be improving. He does. He showed some heart. And if they can get McGrath in, obviously Parrish and is Jones probably going to miss, right? Footy. Yeah, Parrish is out. Yeah, so if they can get some of that connection going forward, I think they could trouble St Kilda. don't think they'll win. I, I do think it's a, a frustrating thing for them that obviously they had Jones back to play Carlton this week and that's really the back line they would have thought they could get on top of. Mm. Whereas St Kilda's back line is functioning beautifully this year. That's true. Their key three are very good and Essendon's key two are good, but a key three helps, doesn't it? Yeah, it'll be... The real problem for Essendon's forward line, and I know we're a defending podcast, so I won't talk about this too long, is the fact that their pressure forwards are out. Snelling's been out. Obviously, Tiffin Woody's retired. They don't have anything in the VFL. No. They have. They need two things to start developing there. They need to develop mids in the VFL, which they're not doing, and they need to get in small forwards. Yes. Um, and not a lot is going to change until that happens. Redmond's um, good, yeah. Especially, oh, Redmond's always good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think the small forward's actually almost more important than yeah, midfield. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Well, their midfield on paper looks like it should be better than it is. Yeah. Everyone says that lacks that point of difference, that... Yeah. bigger mid and I think Hobbs is a really good talent I, really I, I enjoyed watching him play the yeah. other night um, so I'm picking that to be the game of the round I don't think Essendon would win but it would be we've got crazy some, we've got if some, they did we've got some friends who we know listen to this who are going to be like he's picked an Essendon game again this and is like the third or fourth nice time he's going to say nice things about Essendon they're going to be baffled it's alright I'll make up for it in the group chat yeah absolutely <laughs> you rail on them for it, like <laughs> a whole week I'm going to pick on Snelling for about two weeks straight my thing I learned today and I talked to you about this already I was looking into buy rounds because we're in the middle of one. Oh, yeah. I didn't really understand what you were saying. So when the AFL introduced the buy round, it was 2001. 
and they did it as a split round That's of the first two. very progressive, a buy round in 2001. <laughs> I know, they're way ahead Props of time. Props AFL. Um, they, had it, they had it as a split round, which was the four games one week, four games the next. That was 01 and 02 they had it. 03, they got rid of the split round and just went with a buy. It was just a week off in mm-hmm. the movie year. No one played any footy. And then they came back with like weird split rounds. Um, and for eight straight years, there was a game on Saturday afternoon at the same time as no other games, no other games on Saturday at all. There were between one and three games on those weekends, but the only game on a Saturday was Sydney playing Collingwood at Olympic Park. Where's Olympic Park? That in Sydney? That's uh, ANZ Stadium slash whatever it's called now. Okay. Uh, money. Every, There's probably money in every that. Every year, the same game. Yeah. On the same day. They probably. During the split round. Booked a deal. They're it's, like, well, I, I looked into it a bit more and I, it turns out the more. year before, 03, mm. was the largest crowd ever at a game outside of Victoria, which has always been broken now that Perth Stadium is huge. But before that, that was the biggest ever crowd. And the AFL obviously went, money. Big crowd. Money. And they just did it year after year. And there were some classics in there. And I just don't remember that being a thing. And it was just a standard fixture. No, when you mentioned it earlier, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Eight straight years until GWS came in and, well, Gold Coast came in, made the bye week. GWS came yeah. in and we ended up with what we've got now, which has been running for, what's that, 10 years. Mm. And I think it works. I know you are sick of it, but it's fine. Six games of footy is enough. Do you know how hard it is to watch nine games of footy oh, each man, week, just Jack? Do, just do a four and five then. Just make it sh- less bye weeks. Oh, people would be so mad at the uneven numbers anyway. I'm mad. Did you hear how long I paused just then? Well, you do the, so you do four games one week, right? Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. And then the next week you do Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday because it's Queen's birthday. Yeah, but what about Thursdays, Jack? What about them? Do them Thursday the footy is do good Thursday, for me. Do Thursday on the weeks where there's already nine games and you're struggling to cram five That's into true. a Saturday. That is Not true. on the weeks where there's only six and Saturday's <laughs> just this lonely, empty space. Sunday with one game and it sucked. <laughs> What was the Sunday game? I don't again? remember. <laughs> That's how much we've enjoyed buy rounds. <laughs> Heard it here first. We're homophobic. Oh, no. Yeah, it did suck. It was Shooter West North. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, it was fun watching Himmelberg. It was. Yeah, that was nice. That was that was. I it. enjoyed that. Yeah. Cornelio playing in the midfield. Yeah. Whitfield on the wing in the midfield. Oh, put players in their position. They play well. We would have known. Mm. I feel like it happens a lot with coaches going out. Then they actually play the players in position. Then that interim coach gets the job and then... They're crap at coaching. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just they're playing. I think what happens, the real part of it is they play with freedom. Like the interim coaches come in. Yes. And because there's no game plan, they go back to footy basics, which even though it doesn't always win you games, which I think we'll see with GWS, I think they'll probably have a lot of close finishes and some wins against lower teams. Mm-hmm. It looks exciting and the fans get excited and the players love playing with freedom, which gets everyone on the interim coach's side and then they appoint them and, and then they, they have, have no game, game plan. plan. And then the next year, looking exciting isn't good enough. Um, uh, and I don't think McVeigh gets the job. No, I don't think so either. Um, there's no chance, especially with the names. down to Essendon with, with Heard for the <laughs> re, re, what you... how, how comical is it? And I don't want to harp on it too much because I've said my nice bit about Essendon. I don't want to risk a revolt. How funny is James Heard walking out of the smoke? In the trench coat with the <laughs> scarf, looking like a mafia villain. I did read reports from people who were there that it was not just Carlton fans booing. I feel like there's a divide there, and Heard returning to that club could be a it big split, fracture. It would the middle. I think there are it's a lot of be rough. people that think that was their bad period, and you don't want to return to that. No. It'd be like bringing back the people who were in charge of Carlton. If someone said, Mick Mulhouse is coaching you next year, I'm out. Yeah. No, no thank you. Absolutely. I, I said that about someone recently. Oh, no, I said it about Tex Walker. Mm. Um, and it obviously wasn't about Geelong. 
but someone was inferring that one of the you know six major clubs currently in the talking about the top six is interested in him. I hate it when they said that because it was just a a, cl- a club in the top six and is looking clearly, at him, but we can't and it was name really them. Just his manager like angling at getting him a better deal to make it seem like Adelaide had pressure from the outside. Well, I don't think if he wants to leave Adelaide, we can go to Collingwood. They I don't need think a key forward, those, and they're cool with. I don't racism. think any of the clubs that were at the time in the top six, which I think is still the top six, would be interested because they've all got no. pretty good forward lines. Um, but. I messaged you immediately and I was like, if Geelong pick up Tex until he retires, I'm following a fucking other team. Like, yeah. uh, immediately, I was like, no. I'll, j- I'll jump happen. straight onto North Ship. Yeah. I've been at the bottom before. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> I don't know. It's I'll... the same thing. If if, if my club picked up to Goey, I would yeah, be, I'd be out, outraged. Straight away. Could I'd not, be done. Could not do it. Um, there's and like it would certain... hurt, but I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, and you can't. And that's where you, like, you've got to hold to it because if you had that high ground against another club for doing that wrong, you can't accept your club picking that person mm. up and stick with it. I think that's just how it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, that was my weird little little piece about Essendon. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing they're doing. That did not... That night was strange. Mm. That big huddle with Lloyd and Hurd and Sheedy. I like it to an extent, but why did it have to be public? Why can't you do that in the rooms? So Carlton did theirs. They had a little club celebration during the week. Yeah. Geelong wore the special jumper. Mm-hmm. I think Melbourne just had a badge on their jumper. Mm. Like, all the clubs have done their 150s. No one made it this big spectacle. I wonder especially if Especially in a bad season. I wonder if that's the thing. I wonder if they're trying to distract from that. Like, they kind of did with Heppel's it, it felt 200th, was to, it? Yeah. And they had 100 people on the ground celebrating him, it which is a great moment for him. to me like him. it drew more attention to it, though. It did in the end because um, all, all I saw a whole bunch of posts from the AFL being like inspiring, and it's it was worked like, this week. They got pumped. It's I'm... worked this week because the media is all over them. Yeah, they're saying they improved when when you actually watch the game, it was standard fair. If Carlton kept playing the fancy show off football they were playing in the third term in the last term, it could have been a much bigger margin. Mm. Yeah, and Voss had no one. Not that happy. To about it. I don't know if I've seen a coach that angry during a win in years. No, and I like it. So I'm not going to complain about it. Not since like Terry Wallace or someone touched you <laughs> going off. Well, hopefully it doesn't end that way. <laughs> it's a fucking well. <laughs> it's one of the all timers. Oh. Is that Rodney Eade? I was Rodney Eade. Yeah. <laughs> You're they, an idiot. They both coached Bulldogs, all right? <laughs> I think so the audio. Long. Sorry, Jack, you're going to have to fix that one. Rocket was good for it too. Do you reckon that's why his name was Rocket? Yes. That's why they called him Rocket. His name was Rodney. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. Uh, I'm calling it on yeah, that, that one. Yeah, that's probably enough. Um, it's brain a, cells it's a shorter been round. It's a shorter cast. That that works. Um, another week. We've only got four days of footy this time, not five. So it's a, it's a bit better. But Thursday, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. No Monday. No games. Monday. Cool. Um, why don't we get one? We have a public holiday on a Monday. We've got no game. Yeah, because it's the VFL. That's true. That's, That's why. The VFL. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> put, the, put the derby on that day. Imagine the, well, I mean, it's already a sellout. Yeah, it? but wouldn't, like you said the other day, it would kill the waffle. waffle. It would so. kill the two derbies in the waffle, which get good, good crowds. Like 10,000 at both of those yeah, this year. Yeah, so don't do that. Yeah, okay. Scratch that. We don't want one. I just like having public holidays. Just give us this extra public holiday. Give us yeah, two Queen's birthdays. Give, and, and give us, like Victoria get. <laughs> Abolish the monarchy and give us two Queen's birthdays. Give That's us all I'm asking. Grand final Friday, like Victoria get. I would also we like, like the football that. as much as they do. Mm-hmm. We Some, hosted it fucking last year. Sometimes our teams play in the grand final. We hosted and it and we didn't have a day off. Over. Yeah, that's true. That was rude. Yeah, right? Yeah. I didn't even know if I was working at the time. We hosted it at night time <laughs> and everyone was like, why'd you do this? And they're like, it's in a different state. The rules are different. Um, oh. All right, we're out. Uh, thanks for listening and we will see you next week.
Goodbye.